Hellfest is a music festival in Clisson, France, catering mainly to heavy metal, hardcore, and hard rock. We've played it three times, 2006, 2008, and just this past summer, 2013. Over the years, it has become one of the greatest summer festivals around, period. It's a very well-curated festival. The acts are tastefully selected and strategically slotted to hopefully spurn on impromptu jams, guest spots, and spontaneous happenings. The Caius Lives Project, which has now become Vistachino, was most likely sparked at Hellfest 2010 when Garcia plays Caius, Mondo Generator, and Brant Bjork and the Bros just happened to be playing on the same day at Hellfest on the same stage. Hmm. When we played Hellfest in 2006 for the first time, I ended up singing Killed by Death with Motorhead, and I've since done it almost 20 times with the band, but it started at Hellfest. In 2008, I went up on stage again and sang Bored with Death Angel. This year, although I didn't go up on stage and sing with any band, I did have a great time hanging out and catching up with everyone there. We played the same day as The Sword, Christian, Volbeat, Hishan, Prong, Danzig, Graveyard, Truck Fighters, Gojira, Spiritual Beggars, Ghost, and dozens of other bands, but also Newstead and Voivod, and of course Jason Newstead ended up playing bass for a song that day during the Voivod set, and lo and behold, Phil and Salmo ended up singing with them too. Down, who played the day before with ZZ Top and Kiss, stuck around to fill in for Clutch, who couldn't make the festival due to a family emergency, and throw in the fact that David Vincent from Morbid Angel, who also played the day before, decided to show up and hang out, and you had the makings of a glorious day for yours truly. I was definitely having a blast, as my tone and mood you will hear shortly can attest. There are only a handful of people I will hang out with until dawn, and David Vincent is one of them. Another person who just happened to be there and who I've spent some time with over the years and always only talking about music was Per Weiberg, keyboardist of Spiritual Beggars. Pear recently left Opeth, but he's also in King Hobo and his own band, Mojo Bone, which you will hear at the end as the outro music. On this episode, he tells of two other notable bands he's recently joined. In other words, Pear's one busy guy. Every time the two of us get together, we end up feverishly talking about music, turning each other onto bands, and when he came out a couple of years ago to hang out with us during a Swedish tour we were on, our respective iPods were eventually whipped out for a full-on music swap session. How this podcast episode ended up happening was very simple. I was hanging out, chatting up people, which is quite rare for me, but I was in a great mood because I was among friends at Hellfest, and the chat Pear and I were engaged in had me itching to record it for posterity on a podcast. What you're about to hear is only half of our Hellfest hangout. There is a huge disclaimer I must state about this episode First and foremost, although I had my blue mic microphones with me, the hoopla and hullabaloo of being at Hellfest made me hook up my Yeti mic incorrectly. What you're about to hear is the built-in audio mic on my computer. I think, although not quite up to blue mic standards, it still managed to capture our discussion in, in its entirety decent enough for all to listen to, or else I wouldn't upload it here. I still want to give Blue Mic Microphones a shout-out, though, because they rule. 
and they support the the podcast so well, so much. So thank you very much to Blue Mic Microphones and of course Skull Candy Headphones, and everyone who's left comments on iTunes and SoundCloud in regards to the podcast. Thank you so much to all the subscribers. Please keep leaving those those comments on iTunes because it really helps the podcast out. Okay, here we go. Per Weiberg is this episode's guest on the official Danko Jones podcast, and it starts now. So here we are at Hellfest. I'm sitting here with uh, Per from... God, how many fucking bands are you in, dude? You're in uh, Opeth, or you were in Opeth. You're in Spiritual Beggars, Mojo Bone, uh, King Hobo. Do uh, Are there any bands I forgot? <clears throat> uh, there's a couple. I've uh, started playing with Candlemas since uh, one and a half years ago. And uh, I also played with uh, a very extreme heavy band called Switchblade from time to time. Stockholm oh, band. Okay, yeah, I yeah. know them. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know you were in that. So I'm on their uh, latest album, and uh, they don't tour that much. But I played with them for a little bit more than a year. I was at, we're here at Hellfest, and, and Clutch just canceled their their show today. And I was asking you earlier about whether or not uh, King King Hobo were gonna we're gonna do a set because uh, it's you and I think. Um, the drummer from Clutch, whose name escapes me right now, because we toured with him. JP, which is the easiest name in the world to remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, I thought, I thought, because someone told me that one or two of the Clutch guys were still here, and I thought that you guys might do a set or something. Um, that occurred to me when. Well, I didn't hear about it. No, of course. Then that, that was never so going to happen. I think uh, the the audience were left with uh, a jam by the guys from Down. Yeah. Instead. And you saw that. I didn't see it. How was that? I saw it. They uh, did uh, songs by I Hate God, Crowbar, um, COC, obviously, and the surprise cover. Pantera uh, cover? No. Uh, they did uh, Bridge of Sides by Robin Trower. And only you would know what what cover they were doing, too. I bet most of the people in the crowd wouldn't know. Well, you know, I'm you sorry. are a, you are a musicologist, um, and that is why we have had lengthy conversations together um, over the years. Well, a true nerd, I guess. So, cheers to that. Cheers, my friend. <laughs> um, you are catching me in a at a moment when I am most jovial, and uh, it has been a great day. I've met a, a lot of people. Uh, for the first time, I met Ishan today. Wow, that's very cool. He's that was super nice. Fucking unbelievable. Yeah, he's a super nice guy. Yeah, very fucking cool to meet him. I've actually had the... Uh, well, I met him many years ago, actually, since I'm Scandinavian. Yeah. And we sort of stick together. It's only a 50-minute walk away from your house, right? <laughs> to go over to his? Yeah, in, exactly. In Norway? Yeah, that dark little... <laughs> cottage that he lives in. Yeah. <laughs> I told him, too. I go, I, was, I always had the impression that you you live somewhere far away from everybody and you just shoot these albums out of people. <laughs> you shoot them downwards. <laughs> He's super cool, though. He's a really cool guy and a good musician as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like, um, hey, man, you rock, dude. 
dude. <laughs> I think you're cool. Did he know who you were? That blew my mind, yeah. In fact... He, he's not like a, a rock fan as such. I no. Mean, he, he listens to lots of different stuff, but I, I don't know. I wouldn't know if he... He, he actually told me. He, he, he saw me earlier, and he knew who I was, and he'd actually he's actually read... Because I write for the Huffington Post. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he read one of my columns. Cool. Yeah, so that kind of blew my... That blew my mind. No, but he's on top of things, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he, we talked about Roadburn because he had just played Roadburn. Yeah, I did that uh, the same day with uh, Spiritual Beggars, and I doubled. I played with Switchblade and Spiritual Beggars the same day at Roadburn. As this Asia. year? Yeah. This year. Oh, that's, yeah. that's great, man. Yeah. So did you did you meet up with him? And yeah, yeah. Did, yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's really cool. I I, uh, I kind of threw my hat in the ring in a in a kind of joking way with Walter from Roadburn, and I said, "Let me program Roadburn next year." I've seen that. actually. Oh, you saw that? Yeah, I read that. What'd you think of my lineup, man? Well, you put Diamanda Galas on there, which I mean, that would be the first name for me if I would ever be. <laughs> there we go. See, see, this we is should boring. do this. We should program Roadburn. We should do this. It, should, it would be like a Bill and Ted program. <laughs> the, the Bill and Ted avant-garde journey of Stone and Rock and Doom. Totally. I would yeah. totally be into it, man. I, I mean, uh, I would love to. I would feel a little intimidated to do it by myself. But if you were by well, my you side... You had some very good bands on your list. Thank you, man. I thought I was well kind of... Like, it impressed Walter enough to kind of take it half seriously. He kind of took me... Half more seriously than he started out when we were talking. Have you guys done Roadburn with the Danko Jones band? We're not Roadburn worthy. We don't, well, I don't think not. we we when we played with Spiritual Vegas this year, it was like we felt like you yeah. guys are on the cusp of being on Roadburn. It's like, we talked about that before we were going on the stage. Hey guys, we we you are like Foo Fighters. So we kind of like Def Leppard here. Yeah, we? yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would think. Yeah. In terms of, and then we would be like, we would be Madonna, or we would be like Cyndi Lauper or something. <laughs> it was really cool, though. I mean, I was surprised that, you know, how many people seemed to enjoy it. So, so that was really cool. But we expected the worst, you know. So. I think it's I think it's a testament to Roadburn how a band like Spiritual Beggars would <laughs> expect to get pelted at a, at a festival like Roadburn. I, it just goes to show you exactly who Roadburn catered to. Yeah. And I spoke to Walter about it, and he said that um, most of the people who buy the tickets for Roadburn aren't even from Holland. They're no, from I think the majority abroad. of people going there. They're, they're not from Holland. Yeah, so they're extreme fans who yeah. like seek this stuff out. Yeah. And I, as as a, like a kind of baby, baby kind of guy, <laughs> I would feel like, okay, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get killed. Not not because I think they're, I think they're kind of meek enough to not be vocal, but just by their eyes. Oh yeah. yeah. I would just get killed by their eyes. You if know? looks could kill. Yeah, if looks could kill, it's just like, why are you here? <laughs> Why are you even up here? <laughs> you fucking, you know. But uh, uh, I, you know what? That's a fun. I think your your taste in music, I I um, bow down to. And I would I would um, uh, always just um, I would definitely adhere to whatever you have to say in terms of programming Roadman. I think that's a great idea. I think we you should, should do it. We should. 
You've turned me on to so many bands over the years. Well, you have too. So it's I have. Yeah, mutual thing. Really, you like you? You learned about Thin Lizzy from me. (laughs) Never heard those guys before. They were really cool. Like you know, twin guitar. Yeah, like like Iron Maiden. I said, (laughs) I said, pair. Check out this band, Thin Lizzy. (laughs) No, you were you were always. I knew you were fucking down when you know you're playing in Opeth and you're wearing what was it? What were you wearing? Like. You're wearing some shirt that was, was totally like, discharge. No, no, it was a southern rock band shirt. I can't remember what it was. And I'm like, what's this dude in Opeth wearing this dude shirt? Was it um I can't think of the band right now. Not an Almond Brothers shirt, but it's something of that type. Yeah. And I was just like Grand Funk, maybe. Something. It was something like that. Yeah. But it wasn't Grand Funk, but it was I mean, you know, you're in Opeth and all the dudes in Opeth are down like that you know yeah. all the classic rock stuff yeah. so I behind the scenes I knew it but you were wearing some some band before I met all you guys yeah I, I did I thought you guys were you know like steel cold metal heads you know and then you kind of break the veneer when you wear like a southern rock shirt I ruined it for you yeah no you <laughs> no you made me like you, you made me like venture more into Opeth and, and I, I I think it was through that t-shirt that I kind of got it you know I, got I think that guys. particular band has always been you know if you would walk on the tour bus with Opeth and even though I'm not in the band anymore I think it's the same thing nowadays as well there would be a pretty good variety of music being played you know on the stereo yeah all you all you guys in, in well when you were in Opeth all, all the guys in Opeth and, and when you were in there all had um, Michael and you especially have I don't think we have the same kind of taste in music no, but it's a, it's a but, diverse taste yeah but it's, a, it's a, a taste I think we mutual respect yeah I think there's definitely. some mutual respect so you're here in Hellfest with Spiritual Beggars and I'm a big huge fucking Spiritual Beggars fan yeah and uh, you know it was great I, 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 I put I put the word out to a bunch of people like that I wanted cool. to get on the podcast and um you know, just I understand how it goes with health tests. There's too many um, distractions, but I was able to wrangle you. <laughs> and there's a few other people that I was trying to wrangle, but it was it was hard enough. But I kept running into you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I caught you in my net, and here you are. Um, but uh, what what's in store? I know you guys have a new album, but what what's going on? Well, um, Spiritual Beggars is a band that's. I mean, most of the, all of the people that's in the band sort of have other bands that maybe are the priority one bands. So um, we haven't toured uh, a lot for the last 10 years. We still have released albums. Yeah. But, and this year we released... Uh, the latest album was put out in April. And just by luck, I guess, no one was uh, busy with other things. So we... We probably played more shows this far this year, more shows than we've done in the last 10 years. But this is your only summer show? Yes, but we've done a European tour. We played a Roadburn Fest. We went to Mexico, did shows there. Uh, We're going to go to Greece and Japan and do another European run this fall as well. You're going to Greece? Really? Wow, that's fucking amazing. For some reason, that's always been a stronghold for beggars. Wow. once when when we when we were big <laughs> we had we had uh, uh, we had a fan club actually 
No shit. And that was This is before like blogs, right? Yeah, exactly. This is this is before <laughs> MySpace? Yeah. This is before <laughs> computers. No, but uh, and that was um, that was uh, done by a, a Greek guy. I see, I see. Yeah. So they've for some reason they've always embraced us. It's interesting. I'm, I mean, uh, I met Michael um, from Spiritual yeah. from Arch Enemy Spiritual Carcass. I met him here seven years ago for uh-huh. the first time at Hellfest oh, cool. when Arch Enemy were playing. So oh, yeah, there's yeah. always been a connection, and he's obviously here today. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's cool. So, what's going on with Mojo Bone? Uh, Which is your? This is your. This is your thing. This is your band. Yeah. What's going on with that? Um, Solid rock band. Fucking. I, I hesitate to say classic, but if there's a genre to put you in, I would use that word. Yeah. We got um, the band nowadays is basically me and the drummer and. Uh, if we and when we record, I would play most of the stuff except for drums because I'm useless. Um, and um, we got 17 new songs written, and record labels take notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, so, I understand. I I remember, I, saw, I remember seeing. Um, I think you played this to me like maybe three, four years ago. A video of Mojo Bone live. Yeah, and I'd never seen you guys live past the CDs, right? No. And it was with Frederick from Opeth at the yeah. time, right? And yeah. you guys slayed on the video. It was amazing. Yeah, there's, there's and some you, cool stuff. I'd never heard you sing, like he, never seen you sing. I mean, never seen you sing the way you did on video. It was definitely a marked difference from just listening to the albums and then seeing it on video. Yeah. It's very impressive, man. No, it's very... It's cool. It's a fun thing to do, and I would be happy to do it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I understand. We'll see. It's pretty busy this year, live-wise, with uh, Spiritual Vegas and Candlemas, first and foremost. I can't believe you're in Candlemas. That's fucking amazing. I didn't know that until, like, 25 minutes ago. You told me that. (laughs) You're in Candlemas. They're old friends, and... uh, I mean, it's it's an easy gig for me because it's music and a band that I've listened to since I was 18. Right. So when they say, hey, we're going to rehearse this song. New singer, though. Yeah. But when they say, say like, we're going to play this song from the first or second right. album, it's like, you have to listen to that before the next gig. is. It's cool. I know it. You know it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> so. that's pretty cool, man. And how did you find them? Just from being in the scene or like... No, we've been... Me and Leif have been friends for 25 years. Right. So, so. And Sweden's a small country. Everyone knows him. Everybody knows him. I mean, I'm not even from Sweden. I know most of everybody anyways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing with uh, Kalmas was the uh, first time I played with them, I played bass. What? Because Leif was uh, sick, and he is like the, the Mr. Doom, you know. And he is Kalmas, but he couldn't do it because he was sick. So the first... Um, and we were trying to find that was supposed to be my first gig with Candlemas and we were trying to find uh, like some replacement and Jorgen who used to play bass in Entun was supposed to play bass for that gig but he he couldn't do it and I told the other guys that I've already learned the songs and it doesn't matter if I play bass or keyboard because I know what I, what, how the song goes anyway 
See, that, so, that's, some, that's a world I don't even know. Like a, musi- <laughs> a real musician. You're a real musician. So I couldn't do that. So that was the first time Leif had a, a sub for, for a Candlemas gig. Really? Yeah. And that was you? Yeah. <laughs> that was ridiculous. That's fucking... And when was that? A year and a half ago or two yeah, years? Yeah, it was a metal fest in uh, Portugal. And we all said that it doesn't matter if they hate you, Per, because we don't know Portuguese anyway. So they can scream whatever they want. And I was just laughing. That's cool. So we did the first two songs, and then... And they were screaming? <laughs> and then after the second song, it, it just got very quiet, you know, after the second song. And then, in like a very, uh, very strong Stockholm accent in Swedish, you could hear like a, like a, a very tiny voice screaming, Bofane Leffe! Really? Where, where's Le- where's Leif? Le- where's Leif? In a very like scared voice. It's like <laughs> from the crowd or yeah, from, from the crowd. <laughs> so there was a Swede in Portugal, <laughs> where, a candle mass where, where did he fan. come from? This guy is like, <laughs> why? <laughs> why are you fucking up my vibe, man? <laughs> that was very funny. Oh fuck! So it turned out cool. I can't even remember how we even, when we met, how long have we known each other? For seven years? Eight years? I think... I think it's like eight years, uh, dude. I think it was... I think... You know how it is when you do the festival season in Europe. Sometimes you always end up on the same cycle as an, uh, as another band. <clears throat> yeah. And I think it was... Uh, but I kind of... No, 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 no. We met in Toronto. Oh, that's true. We actually met in Toronto. When yeah, you guys were a house. Yeah, when Opeth were on tour with uh, Fireball Ministry. Oh, that's true. And I was there to see Fireball. Yeah. Because I know those guys. I, kn- I knew one of the dudes who was uh, playing bass. One of the Diamond Brothers. They oh, yeah, produced yeah. our videos. Jason or... Jason Diamond. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it was Jason, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was playing in Fireball. Yeah. They're cool guys. Yeah. All those guys were cool. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were out of place on your tour, yeah. because it was it was you guys, Fireball, and then after that it was some Finnish band. Wasn't mm-hmm. it? Some, no, 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 no. That's another tour I saw. Pelican. No, no, no. no. It was it was you guys, Opeth. It was uh, Fireball and someone else. But Fireball just seemed out of place. I thought on that tour. It could have been Nevermore, maybe. It was Nevermore. Yeah, yeah Nevermore, Opeth, yeah. and Fireball. I thought yeah. Fireball were the uh, they kind of were yeah, out. The odd man out. The odd man yeah. out. Um, and that's I think out of all the dudes in Opeth I met you that night that's yeah. when I met you and I think that was in 05 yeah that's true so we've known each other for 8 years yeah that's cool wow time flies I can't believe it's 8 years I've known you I remember that show very well it was I remember that because there was a, a lady crowd surfing and she forgot to take her panties on before she went out I guess so oh. it was a pretty impressive view from, uh, from right. the stage. Right, interesting views. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing you guys uh, at in Toronto at the Molson Amphitheater for Gigantor, which is the oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a show that like um, Mustaine threw his guitar down and everybody was scared there's going to yeah, be a riot. Yeah, yeah. I saw that, and then Michael went on stage and he said something like "I'm his bitch" or some shit like that, <laughs> and I'm like going, "Well, dude." You can say that, but you realize you are wearing a white snake T-shirt, and not a lot of people 
you know, kind of see White Snake the same way we see White Snake. Exactly. So it doesn't. I thought it. And ever since I saw Michael wearing that White Snake T-shirt, I got a White Snake T-shirt after that. And be, but his White Snake T-shirt, he's got the wrong logo on it. Yeah, I know. I got one of those. It was a bootleg logo. It's a, no, it's like the 1997 logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm got up, one. I'm upset by that. I have a T-shirt that I bought in Sweden, a White Snake shirt. It's got the the new the 87 logo logo underneath the old school logo. What? <laughs> it's the most fucked up bootleg shirt. I love it because of that. Yeah, it's of so course. Fucked up. Why? Because it's like okay, so there's two logos on the shirt. Yeah. Why? Why would you? Do it's that? the '87 logo and the old school logo. Okay. Oh okay. well. There you go. Maybe they did uh, one of those where you play the whole album first and then you do a greatest <laughs> hit set. But but Michael at that show in Toronto, he was the gateway to me wearing white snake shirts. I was like, you know what? Fuck everyone. I'm gonna wear a white snake shirt too. Yeah. Because I'm sick and tired of of. Keeping my white snake fandom to myself. <laughs> Am I right on this? It's like it, it. I get it from Swedes. Like, it's only Swedes, like sweet rocker Swedes, where white snake is really accepted, you know. And I really kind of felt a affinity to 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 Swedish rockers through their white, white snake, snake fandom. I think one of the best markets when they were cool, like late seventies, early eighties, when. Yeah, I love that word when you use it for white snake. <laughs> yeah, but they were actually cool. At they, they were awesome. And uh, I think one of the best markets for them was like Scandinavia. It was the first gig I went to um, because I come from a small town uh, northwest of Stockholm. So what, which which town is it? Borlänge. Oh, Borlänge. We've played there many. Times. Yeah, but you know when when you're 14, it was like. To ask your parents if you could go to Stockholm, which would be a three-hour train ride, and then hang out there and go to a gig on your own, it's like so-so. But that was the first gig I went to, was uh, Whitesnake, Saints and Sinners tour. Whoa. With uh, Ozzy opening up. Ozzy opened? Yeah. So what, this is like 81, 82? Uh, early 82. Fuck. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Because back home in Canada, when I get like uh, like Circus Magazine or Hit Parader Magazine, yeah, yeah. there'd always be ads taken out by the record label for White Snake. It wouldn't be a White Snake a story on White Snake. It would be an ad, okay. like Motley Crue and David Lee Roth and Kiss. Yeah. They had stories on them in the magazine. Yeah, White Snake weren't big enough back then to have a story on them, so the record company would take out ads, and all the ads would say is they're really big in Europe. <laughs> You should buy this. You should buy this band. That's hilarious. Yeah, and that's why I was like, I was like, okay, uh, okay, I'll give him half a chance. And then Slide It In came out. Yeah. And Love Ain't No Stranger, which is probably in the top ten songs, my favorite songs of all time. Uh, I saw the video for that with um, John Sykes and Cozy Powell, and and I was hooked. Yeah. And I bought the album, and I've, I've. I, you know, I, I wrote this thing on Huffington about guilty pleasures and how there should be no guilty pleasures. There aren't. There aren't any. It's just for hipsters. Exactly. Yeah. But for me, I mean, I, I, it wasn't like I hid my fandom for for White Snake, but I quietly just kept it aside. Yeah. <laughs> because it was just built with such. It was loaded with 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 you know, White Snake was um was like, you know, um, affiliated with. 
you know, what was cheesy in rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was loaded. Uh, People would say like, oh, that's just like White Snake. Yeah. And that would mean a whole, that would be loaded with a whole bunch of meanings. Yeah. And then slowly, slowly over time, I think hopefully, I would like to think that the real White Snake has come through over time. And, I think so. You know, with Michael wearing the shirt on stage and, and you know, everybody kind of name dropping it, and especially in Swedish rock. Yeah. I think over time, I, I don't know where White Snake is right now, but the fact that they headlined the first day of this festival at Hellfest should be uh, a testament to just how much that that whole kind of reputation has been faded away. Yeah. And, and, and people have started to come around and appreciate White Snake as the real true rock and roll band that they are. Yeah. Your thoughts? Well, I, I just thought when I was uh, when I was a kid and read um, like one of the evening papers in Sweden, and it's like I think it was when White Snake was supposed to play uh, a show in Stockholm for the Come and Get It album that was put out in '80, mm-hmm. and it was an interview with David Coverdale, and he just said like, "Really, we just we're just a blues band, but we play with a heavy metal band's volume, you know." And I thought that was pretty cool because that. That's what they were at the time, you know. They were just a blues band. That was way before the, you know, eighty-seven yeah, explosion. Here I, here I go again with chicks on the hoods of the Tony cars. Tony yeah, They were just, they were just a really, really good rock and roll band. Uh, you know, yeah. And ever since uh, the eighty-seven album, I thought. I haven't really kept up with what they've put out since. I have no idea, so I'm... I'm but I, am, I, I must say that I've kind of checked in every once in a while, and Doug Aldridge is in White Snake, and he's fucking amazing. Your thoughts? I met him a couple of times for some reason. I think he's... I think it's his girlfriend or wife that uh, was a huge Opeth fan. So he came out to shows whenever we were in... Uh, LA. That's fucking heavy, man. So and and he's just a super nice person. He uh, seems that way too. And a pretty pretty good guitar player as well. Kind of kind of okay. Yeah. I think he'll pass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. <Check. laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd love to see him and Tommy do a band. Tommy Tommy Aldridge. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be like the Aldridge brothers. Yeah. Aldridge. The Aldridge, the Aldridge cousins. The Black Oak Aldridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. I, I mean, you know, Doug Aldridge, uh, an incredible guitar player. Dio's guitar player for a few years. Yes. For albums. Yeah. And and when he made the when he made the 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 switch to White Snake, uh, very seamless, and uh, I understood it completely. I think he's he's into that kind of stuff. Yeah, himself. maybe yeah. more so than the Dio stuff, actually. To be honest, I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Um, whatever happened to Adrian Vandenberg? I have no idea. Yeah, I, I know he was in a band called Vandenberg. Yeah. Kind of like Van Halen. Yeah. What's up with Dutch people and naming their bands after themselves? I don't know. There's more bands uh, that starts with Van though, from uh, Holland, isn't it? I don't know. Are there? Um, no, I have to think. I know a few. I know actually quite a few uh, Dutch bands. Like yeah, me too. Seven Zuma Seven, the Spades, uh, the Peter Pan Speed Rock. They were cool. Seven Zuma Seven. Seven Zuma Seven were yeah. yeah. And Beaver, remember Beaver? Oh yeah, they're amazing. Man. Yeah, they were amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's some... going back to Roadburn, which yeah. is where that Roadburn emanates from. Three five zero zero seven. Another band. What? Oh no, I don't know that band. No, it's the same same era like 90s okay 
Oh. I know uh, Spoiler. Do you know that yeah. band? Um, they had some classic rock as well, Golden Earring. Yeah, of course. I met that guy once. Yeah? Yeah, I met that guy. Mr. Radar Love? Yeah, Radar Love. I yeah. met Mr. Radar Love. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was cool. And I met... Um, Hung out with the dude from Urban Dance Squad. Remember that band? Oh yeah, band? yeah. I like him a lot. Deeper Shade of Soul. Oh yeah. What? Yeah, Rude Boy from from uh, Urban Dance Squad. That's we, very cool. Yeah, we hung out once. That yeah. first album is amazing. It's a that uh, Mental Floss for the Globe. Yeah, I think it was called. Yeah, it was very working. very cool album. Yeah, that was a good album. Yeah, that was fucking back in the day. Uh, and I know he's in a new new outfit. He was, he was he is? Yeah, he's he, yeah. I met him at a, a Dutch festival a few years back. And that was pretty cool. Um, he's one of those those guys that I was, I was a little intimidated to go up to. Yeah. And then when I did, it was great. You know, that's just how it is all the time. I couldn't picture him being like a, you know, like a mean guy or anything. No, I was... It seems very... Just when he was walking around, I'm like, wow, he's in a bad mood. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I met Phil Insomo today. That was pretty cool. Yeah? Yeah, that was... What a super nice dude. I've, I've met him a couple of times, uh, and without being mean or anything, I don't think he remembers those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I understand. And, and trust me, I don't think he'll remember our meeting as well <laughs> in the state that I met him. But it was, it was, it was cool. cool, though. Yeah, so, it was nice. It was yeah. nice. It's good. So, he just Did you see Voivod today? Yeah, I did. Did you see him sing um, Astronomy Demon? Yeah, yeah, I did. That was pretty heavy. Yeah. And then uh, Jason came out and did... Voivod, yeah, which is fucking heavy, man. Yeah, no, and, that was very cool. Yeah, and um, you know, as as much time as I've logged watching Metallica documentaries and interviews and everything, Newstead was exactly how I thought he would be when I met him. Like very cool, like he he, he down to earth, kind down of to that. earth, yeah. and just very cool. And it was a very nice meeting with him. I, cool. I had a yeah, I had a good meeting. It yeah, was a good day. He jammed that, uh, jammed a couple of songs with Down today as well on that kind of surprise. Oh, he did? Yeah, he okay. played uh, the COC songs with uh, Pepper. Oh, I heard they did Clean My Wounds. And Albatross. Did you tell me that? Yeah. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah, so now you know it. <laughs> and I think I said, I should have sung those songs. <laughs> yes, you did. I should have fucking sung and those songs. If we, uh, have, if we get to meet them later on, I will certainly... Pepper? Trying to get, uh, get that message over to them as well. I, I have this Kerrang! magazine that I got COC. I met them in 89 and 90. Yeah. And Pepper was in the band then. And I got I got I got them all signed signed my Kerrang magazine. Yeah. In the Kerrang article, there's a picture of Reed Mullen. I don't know if I've told this on the podcast before this story, but there's a picture of Reed Mullen where he's just in his all his glory and his hair is flying. He looks like a rock god. Yeah. He's playing drums and he's flying. This is eighty nine ninety. Okay. Cool. Right. Flash forward to America's volume dealer. This is well, it's 2000, <laughs> 2003. Whenever America's Volume Dealer came out, yeah. I buy the record. I look inside the booklet. It's that photo. Yeah, the booklet got shitloads of pictures. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. photo with Reed Mullen where he's got his hair. 
That's from the Krang magazine that I got him to sign. And when he saw that photo, he freaked. He went to everyone in the, the crew, everyone in the band, and he showed them the photo in Kerrang. He was like, check this shit out. Look at this picture of me. Right? And it was my Kerrang magazine yeah, yeah, that he was yeah. gonna sign. And fucking, I don't know, 15 years later, that photo is in the COC America's volume dealer. Cause I got that. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one knows that. I don't know if I've told that story on this podcast. A but lot of people will know that now. Now, yeah. go to America's volume dealer, and if if you're if you're a crazy Kerrang collector, go to your 89, 1989 issue with Faith No More on the cover, and you will see that COC photo with with uh, Reed Mullen. Very cool. Yeah. So there you go. But uh, that's about it. That's my COC story. That's cool. I met uh, Reed and uh, Mike Dean. Um, I was actually invited by my good friends in a band called Clutch uh, to do a Christmas tour with them in the US a couple of years ago. And uh, the sport band was a band called Righteous Fool, which is uh, Reed and Mike Dean and uh, what's the... Woody Weatherman? No, it's <laughs> actually not. It's another guy. I can't remember his name. He's a guitar player, but he he plays with uh, HR in his solo band, the Bad Brains. Okay. HR. I, then I wouldn't know. The... They've only put out like a seven inch. It was uh, released by Southern Lord. Oh fuck! And it's pretty cool. Very cool band. And Whoa. Three piece, uh, and all of them sings, which is cool because you get you know three wow. different voices. Um, but then. I guess things started to pick up for uh, COC again as a three-piece, yeah. like with Woody, uh, Mike Dean singing. Yeah, exactly. So they <coughs> peppers started, out. Yeah, yeah, started doing that again. But that band, Righteous Fool, were that was really cool. So that was I didn't know that. A lot of fun to to do that tour. Wow. So you, were you hung out with those dudes for the whole tour? Well, it was like Clutch always. They do uh, these uh, Christmas tours every year. Yeah. Like. And they always have cool opening bands. That's really nice. That's yeah. really cool. So, so you you you're kind of. Well, it was uh, Kailessa as well. Oh, okay. Kailessa, right. Righteous Fool. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. We toured with those Clutch dudes once for a month. They're I know nice, that. nice guys. Mm. Super nice guys. Uh, it's too bad they're not playing today. Very yeah. Disappointed. Uh, disappointed, but I know the circumstances, so. I understand. So. And that's how I was able... Then that's why you agreed to do the uh, podcast today here, because you got nothing else to do, right? Yeah, very true. Yeah. Because if, 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 if Clutch didn't cancel, you'd be hanging out with Clutch. So they're not... They canceled. So uh, second place, consolation prize, hanging, hanging out, out with me. Yeah, yeah. For the podcast. So... Yeah. That's pretty that's, good, though. It's a good, it's a good constellation prize, right? I think so. We're on the podcast, I I'm, get, a, I'm happy. I, I get an episode out of it, yeah. right? We've known each other for eight years. Eight now. years. We yeah. might as well fucking lay it down for everyone to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And and usually our um, our meetings together over the years have been much like this, where we trade off musical information. Yeah. Right. I've. I don't know how many bands I've been turned on by you over the years and when I say when I, I say you know there's some people in my life where I get my uh, a lot of you know my musical tips from you're one of those people that's very cool to hear and I'll you know 
I'll be happy to turn you on to more in the future. So well, and likewise as well. So. I'm a big I'm a big uh, um, Mojo Bone fan. I like the King Hobo. What the album? The one album I have. Yeah, there's another one. one coming out early next year. So you only have one. Yeah. Okay, so that's the one I have. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not behind. No, you're not behind. I met Ishan earlier, and he's like, "Yeah, my latest album." I'm like, I'm you know, dude, you, dude <laughs> you, you you throw them out like every six months." Am I right? Well, he is he he is quick. Yeah, <laughs> I have I'm to like, say, I can't it, keep up with it, dude. It's not like you know, ten quick Chuck Berry songs. Not to put down Chuck Berry or anything, yeah, yeah. but you know, it's not like that kind of music. No, but he just he just yeah, turns exactly. it out. Yeah, my new album. You know, I have blah 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 on it and blah blah blah. You've heard it, right? Yeah. And I'm like, actually, dude, I'm. I think I'm two. I said I'm two albums behind. Yeah. I'm probably like four albums behind. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep up. But uh, no, it's good. So uh, King King Hobo's got one album, and I've yeah. got that one. Yeah. Okay, good. But there will be a new one. Hope maybe not before Christmas, but early in next year. Mojo Bone. What's going on with that? And uh, we got lots of songs written. We got a a pretty fucked up. Uh, recording that's way out there and avant-garde and I'm waiting for a good friend and what? Uh, there's an avant-garde mo- you describe it as avant-garde mojo bone? yeah what does that mean? that means uh, like we went into Flutes. the studio with no stuff written and we just jammed out on super heavy doom stuff for three days and you're going doom with mojo bone? and we just recorded it, and then it's going to be pieced together with electronic music. And I'm just waiting for vocals from a good friend of mine from a, another uh, 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 black metal band. Oh, I was going to say Danko Jones. I will throw down. And Danko Jones. Going to I will sing throw on down on the Mojo Bone album. Yeah. So for sure. uh, I'll probably just put out that one uh, myself on my own little label. I will, I will throw down vocals if you, I even I even I offered my services for King Hobo five years ago yeah of course you're like thank you I got I got an email going thank you <laughs> no reply <laughs> no follow up <laughs> like alright message received guy no that's cool no, but we're gonna do more stuff with uh, King Hobo in the future it just turned out this time that we recorded it as a three piece Instead of four guys. So, so what's missing out of the four? Uh, on the first album, I play guitar and keyboards. Yeah. Uh, and this time, I play bass. Well, cool. All right. Well, I look forward to hearing all of that. Yep. Hellfest is over, man. No, Swans are left. And Napalm. Yeah, yeah, but we're gone. Our bus calls at 12. Oh. We got to go. We're missing a whole bunch of other bands because of that. Yeah. So that's it. Your bus calls at, your shuttle's at one, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. Thanks, Pear. That's awesome. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for... Wait, we got to do it for the mic so they can hear it up. Yes! Yeah!